Well, hey, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast today, where our goal each week is to bring the Lordship of Jesus Christ uh, to practical matters of our lives individually and to the Church of Jesus Christ. So we're so glad that you're here. We are in for a treat today. I've got a couple very dear friends uh, who have been friends of mine for years now in our network of churches. To my left here, uh, Joe Warner, uh, who has had a a three-decades-long ministry as a pastor and as a prophetic voice. Also here to my right, Jerry Cochran, who uh, has been uh, as well faithful for over three decades, planning churches, ministering to people. Both of these men uh, move in the prophetic anointing. And uh, I just want to say, hey, welcome, guys, to the podcast today. Thanks for having us. We we just had an amazing time for the last, well, I think it was amazing. We we worked you guys like dogs for the last two days. (laughs) But we did have an amazing time. I'm I'm grateful. Uh, We just celebrated something that we call week one, which is a couple of days that we just set aside here at the beginning of the year to humble ourselves and to express our incredible dependence upon the Lord, upon uh, the Holy Spirit for this year. Of course, moving into a new year, we're excited about all that the Lord has in store. But but we realize, and I know you men realize, that apart from the Holy Spirit, like we're nothing. And uh, and so we just wanted to come and allow uh, the Word of the Lord to be spoken. And, and today's uh, podcast is really talking about the, the prophetic. And, I, and I'm going to have you guys jump in here in just a second, but I just wanted to set the stage with uh, the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening their encouragement and their comfort and we saw that last night you know we gave gave people a chance to come forward and and for you guys just to move in the holy spirit and and to speak what you were seeing but that's really what we saw strengthening encouragement and comfort and i guess joe i'll i'll kick off with you um You've been doing this for a long time, and I think you've you have lots of stories you could tell us. But how does the Holy Spirit uh, work through a specific word like that to bring strengthening, encouragement, and comfort? And and I guess secondly, why why is that so important for the church to make room for the Holy Spirit to do that? Well, I think a good example last night before the service, I had a lady um, that I don't remember who told me I prayed for her last year, and. Um, so in talking about it, she said, uh, when I began to pray for her, I began to talk to her about a loss that she had experienced. Mm-hmm. And she told me uh, that she had lost a child last year. And, but I told her the Lord was going to repl- uh, replenish her and restore her and that um, God was going to make up for the loss. And she introduced me to her new baby last year. <laughs> and she told me that uh, receiving that word last year gave her the courage to get pregnant again. Yeah. And that was going to be okay. So this was a miscarriage situation and yeah. just dealing with the pain and the loss. And so here's somebody who came last year in a, point, a place of brokenness yes. and pain. Uh, the word of the Lord came to her, and then this year she's holding in her arms the, the fruit of that. Uh, yeah, so a part of the prophetic is consolation. Yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit says he's the comforter. He knows how people feel. He knows the deep hurts in their life, the things they go through. He wants to bring healing, but to bring healing, it has to get out. And so God will often use the prophetic to bring things out. Amen. Another lady uh, on Monday night that I saw came up to me and she was crying. And, and I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> and she said, Could have been a lot of things. She, we know, right, right. She, said, <laughs> she said a year ago, I wasn't able to have children. They said I was barren. 
and you called that out. And then I think I had Marion pray for her, and now she has a baby. Oh. And so it increases faith. I mean, the yeah. word of the Lord brings faith. And so when God gives you a specific word about a situation in your life and you realize the person doesn't know you, knows nothing about you, it ignites faith on the inside of you. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing what happens. Yeah. And, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to just reveal the, the Father's love for his people. Yeah. And I can't think of a better way than when the Lord just through any of his servants releases that kind of word uh and like you said people that don't know you and and god just speaks to their heart i mean jerry i had the pleasure of hanging out with you a little bit last night too just share some of the perspectives some of the things that uh, how this i guess how this gift works in people's lives some of the things that you were sharing maybe with some of the people and some of the stories you have to tell well as a new believer i was baptized in the holy spirit after i became i was born again saved and got baptized in the holy spirit and i received uh, my my prayer language, Jesus said all believers would speak with new tongues, and uh, there's a prayer language that's that's for all believers that that's opens like a floodgate. It's like a dam that's been released. And when I had that experience, uh, uh, shortly thereafter, uh, I began to move in the prophetic. Just, just you know, I would pray hours sometimes and yeah. in the Holy Spirit. And as I began to do that, one of the first things that happened, I would stop in the middle of that and I would start prophesying to myself. And uh, I was in a church at the time, didn't even believe in that yeah. and didn't understand that. And I didn't really know much about it at all, but I, I knew that it was God. Yeah. I knew it wasn't me. But, and just to jump in, you know, the Bible says, uh, building up ourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So as you're praying in the Holy Spirit, allowing the Lord to pray through you, uh, it was not unusual then for you to even begin speaking the word of the Lord over your own circumstances and your own situation. Correct. And uh, so God began to use that gift just to encourage you, speak to your heart. Right. And, and, and you to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And then as I continued to grow, the Lord continued to visit me and I began to have words of knowledge for people and strong uh, uh, ministry began to flow out of that, people getting saved. And Let me just interject here for both of you. You know, you mentioned have a word of knowledge. Of course, word of knowledge is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14. <clears throat> what is a word of knowledge? How, do, how does that work? And I want you both to kind of touch on this, you know, because I know we've got people, this is all kind of new. Uh, you're talking about uh, gifts that maybe some people have read about in the Bible, but maybe haven't experienced. So how does that work, um, a word of knowledge? Well, when it first started happening to me, there was a very uh, uh, incredible case that took place, was that there was a man that got in, into, I used to work for AT&T, got into the truck, and when he opened the door to get into the truck, the Lord spoke to him and told me that his oldest brother, Wayne, uh, called him last night at midnight, had a nine millimeter pistol and it was pointed at his head, even while he was on the phone talking to his brother and his brother eventually talked him out of killing himself. And uh, So obviously you didn't know any of that in no, the natural, that no. was something the Holy Spirit spoke to you. No. And I just want to encourage people that are maybe watching, you know, a, a lot of people that are that are coming fresh to Living Stones, you have a great word background, but your experiential background as far as moving and experiencing the voice of the Lord or moving in uh, the ministry gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's you're kind of uninitiated. So this might be new to you. So I really want this to be practical. So you're, you sit in the cabin and the Holy Spirit just begins to speak to you. And even there, you know, the Bible says that God's people, God's sheep hear his voice. So this should not be unusual to us as we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. So that obviously rocked this guy. And, oh, yeah. 
and uh, it was a powerful way the Lord spoke, you know, kind of got into that man's heart and realized, hey, God's alive, God's real, God's powerful. Yeah, and I was as shocked as he was. But we're all this. I'm learning, and this was a new experience. Yeah. But but uh, it was it was a great thing. Amen. And Joe, I want you to share. You know, okay, so people come up to you, and uh, they sit down, and and you take a look at them, and you begin to speak. How is it that the Lord? You know, what are some ways God works in word of knowledge? Um, one of the best things that ever happened to me is uh, to encourage me to begin to do this type of thing. I was sitting in a restaurant one day, and I looked all the way across the restaurant. There was a lady over there by herself, and I just it just came to me. A thought came to me that she was being uh, abused by her husband, and she had a dollar and eighty-seven cents in her purse. She had three children and didn't know where she's going to go. Wow. And so one of the ways that the gifts really work are in evangelism, and that's what I enjoy the most. People who are just amazed that God would be concerned about them. Yeah. I walked over to a table and I said, you don't know me, but God has a message for you. May I share it with you? And she said, yes. So I told her what I just said and she got out her purse and poured out all of her money. She had $1.87. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it got her attention, of course. And through all of that, she got saved. We got to meet with her husband. He got saved. He went through anger management. Their three kids are in church today. Um, 20 years later, they're walking with the Lord. Come on. That's what I love about this. Sometimes people get all hung up on the vessels here. You know, we're all different. Every person's different. It's not the vessel. It's the Holy Spirit, right. and it's the it's the Father's heart. He cares so much about people. And, you know, somebody might be listening to this. You might be thinking, well, I, I've not ever had the Lord give me that kind of specificity. It doesn't always start off that way. Yeah. Sometimes it's just an, an impression. Uh, that you might get. God speaks to me with pictures and just words. Yeah. And I think one of the best things I have going for me is I have this great ability to not think. <laughs> because I simply say, Holy Spirit, you know, I just want to have a quiet, peaceful mind. Yeah. And when I'm in a restaurant on airplanes where I'm at, I'll just look at someone and say, Lord, do you have anything you want to say to them? Yeah. And whatever I get, I share. Amen. I don't evaluate it. I don't try to figure it out. I just I just share it. And it's just amazing what can happen. Well, you know, the Bible says Jesus is on a mission to seek and save. So right. we know that the the Lord, is his heart is always to seek and save people. And I think he's looking for us just to simply get in agreement and to uh, be sensitive. One of the best uh, things I've ever experienced, I was in Texas doing a retreat. And there was a lady there. I didn't know her. And the Lord told me she was barren and had been for many, many years. And he's going to give her a, a, first a daughter and then a son. And he told me what their names would be. So it seemed crazy to me. So I share all of that with her. And years go by. And four years later, this lady shows up at my church in Orlando. She's from Texas. Um, and she's got a little boy and a little girl. And that was their names. And her sister, who lived one mile from our church, came to our church with her husband and family for the first time and got saved because her sister played that recording of that prophetic word, introduced the children, and brought her to church. And the Lord knew in Texas that her sister lived a mile from our church, connected all the dots, and brought her whole family in to get saved. Wow. It's amazing. And that's, that's the kind of, uh, uh, again, the supernatural yes. demonstration of the goodness of God, the kindness of God, yes. the power of God. And I guess I would say, Jerry, just to have you jump in here, a lot of times we've not made room for the Holy Spirit in our churches and we've not seen the supernatural dimension of God. You know, you've, you've seen and built a great church and passed that baton to your son now who's, after 30 plus years, is now taking the mantle. But over the course of your time of ministering in the body of Christ, what would you say, you know, to someone who might be watching about why, why the ministry of the Holy Spirit, why the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and why the prophetic gift in particular is so critical uh, for the life of the local church? 
Well, uh, the book of Ephesians says that the foundation of the church is built upon, the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And so we, we need the fivefold ministry, and I believe particularly apostles and prophets in our day of, in this day of great shaking and testing, particularly that our nation is going, going through, and really the nations of the world. And that shaking is, is causing there to be a great hunger. And, uh, you know, we, we saw that last night, people standing in line for, for you know, hours, yeah. three hours, yeah. waiting for us to get to them to be able to minister prophetically to them. And many of these are professional people. These are not necessarily right. desperate people in, in dire situations necessarily, but they're hungry for God. And and I, I see this great shaking as causing a great hunger, which I believe is going to launch us into this new year to bring a great visitation. And I'm believing for revival to come and shake America and shake the church once again and, yeah. and, and re-energize us, refurbish us, and cause us to bring the gospel to the othermost parts of the world. And, you know, uh, when, you, when you're exciting. in an atmosphere like we had last night, and, and one of the passages of the Bible says, you know, it talks about pursuing love and pursuing the spiritual gifts. You know, when you're in an atmosphere where people love one another and people love Jesus, uh, it's, a, it's an atmosphere that's ripe for a move of God. Absolutely. And, um, and I think what I've seen is that when, when you share something uh, from the Holy Spirit, and it really reads somebody's heart right where they're at, it creates a sense of awe. Yeah. You know, like God is in this place. And he knows me. And, and, he, yeah, and he cares about <laughs> me. And he cares about me. Yeah. And, and Joe, maybe you could speak to that too. I know you've got a, you know, a burden just to, to see the church make room again for the Holy Spirit. Well, um, in my life, you know, the Scripture says earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I, I made a list of all the gifts. And I view them as tools. And to really help somebody, I need the right tool. There was a lady who was struggling with a, a fear of abandonment on a level you can't imagine. She got to the point her husband couldn't even leave to go to work. And so we were ministering to her and praying for her and trying to help her figure out why does she have this fear. And I got a word of knowledge because it's a spiritual gift. It's a tool about her grandmother being stranded on an island from a shipwreck. And she went and read a diary, her great-grandmother, I meant, and it was true. And that fear of abandonment just getting passed down to the women in the family, the women before her had gone insane from fear. So she didn't even know where she this was going. She knew nothing about it, but she went and researched it and found out it was true. We broke the fear off of her life, and she got set free. And so, you know, the spiritual gifts are tools, and uh, I need the tools to help people because people matter to God. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's not making me look good or making me think I'm more spiritual than somebody else. Jerry was talking about the gift of tongues. For those of you that come from a very conservative background, I went to a Baptist Bible school college and a, a Lutherized seminary in Jacksonville, extremely conservative places. And I was taught that tongues and the gifts were not for the day and that tongues were of the devil. And so I experienced the move of the Holy Spirit in my life by studying the scripture. And every scripture that talked about the Holy Spirit, I wrote down and studied and I became convinced in my own heart. And so I experienced that. And then uh, three months later, I hadn't spoken in tongues and I was laying on my couch taking a nap on a Sunday afternoon after I watched the Dolphins lose again. <laughs> and uh, while I was taking a nap, I had a dream I was speaking in tongues. I woke up speaking in tongues wow. because my past and all the control issues, of, it's not for the day, it's, it's demonic. Right, it's, right. I, God had to bypass my natural mind to cause the gifts begin to 
activated in my yeah. own life. And I found that to be the case. You know, many people come with major walls up. Yeah. They're, they're fearful of the Holy Spirit. They're, they actually have more faith in, in the <laughs> devil to come into yeah. their lives and mess them up than right. they do that the Holy Spirit would come in. Right. And, uh, and I would just encourage people you know, that might be watching today, you know, to, to just have a hunger for Jesus, have a hunger for more, have a hunger for his word, uh, have a hunger to learn. And, 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 and sometimes these stronghold, these religious strongholds have to be, have to be brought down. Um, but I think what we saw last night, you know, when you're in an atmosphere, and I know you guys have seen this, when you're in an atmosphere where the love of God is powerful, yes, where yeah. people's hearts are open and there's a tenderness where the worship of the Lord uh, it just invites the presence of the Holy Spirit, you might not understand everything. And in fact, we, we read this in the New Testament. Many times the Holy Spirit fell, and then they're like, wow, what happened? What happened? And then they, then they have to learn, oh, this is what they prophesied in the Old Testament. Oh, this is what Joel said in you know, Joel chapter 2 or whatever. They, they went back to the Word, and they, they saw clearly, again, that what just happened was prophesied. And, um, and, and so many times I just encourage people, be open to the Holy Spirit, be hungry for God. And, and we're really seeing that. I know you picked that up. And what, as you're ministering to people, talk up a little bit about that. What, what, what were you sensing in the atmosphere? Because I believe, we're, I believe everything you said, Jerry, we're, I think we're going to see a great move of God in 2021. Um, but it starts with hunger. And, uh, and you saw some of that in the last couple of days, I know, here at Livingstone. I know that in my experience, the presence of God not only really encouraged me and blessed me, but the Spirit of God would challenge me. Mm. And the first time that I came into a, a service, such as uh, we have here on a regular basis at your wonderful church, uh, uh, when I came into that type of worship, my background was, was not that. It was from a very stoic and extremely quiet background. You could, you, nobody, our church services were very quiet. And this was anything but quiet. And uh, I, I leaned over to my wife this is now 40-something years ago, and I told her, as soon as these people calm down, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and before I could leave, before they calmed down, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I thought this was not what you liked, but what I liked. Oh. And, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I like this. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is worship that I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And so God began to challenge my thinking and my mindset and the tradition that I had been raised in and, and helped me really to focus on what our life as Christians sh should be about and what our experience in worship should be, mm. not what we are comfortable with, but what God is pleased with and what honors the Lord. So God will challenge you. And, uh, and as I learned to give into that over the years, it, uh, you know, the Bible says that Judah prays, it plows, and it plowed up a lot of things in my life yeah. that were hard areas yeah. as I gave myself to praise and I gave myself to worship, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Uh, John chapter 4 talks about that it was a practical experience, but it was also an extremely powerful spiritual yeah. experience as well. Yeah, we've seen that, you know, when the, when the atmosphere is pregnant with worshipers, it, uh, it's almost like we've had people talk about just feeling over overwhelmed with emotion or, or weeping under, in the presence of the Holy yes. Spirit. And that is beautiful when you see that it happen is. because we have, this, we have this problem with control, don't we? We like to make sure everything <laughs> is in order, right? Yeah. We, and, we're, and we're the ones in charge. And the Holy Spirit has a wonderful way of remembering reminding us that uh, he's in charge, not us. People last night, um, it's amazing how many people, after I prayed for them, they said, you know, it's the same words you gave me two years ago. Yeah. 
And I smile at them and, and I say, you don't know so, them. No, and I don't know them at all. <coughs> and of course, I've prophesied over 10,000 people since then. And I don't know them. And I look at them and say, so maybe we should be obedient and do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thought, you know. But people sit down and some of them are very nervous because they've never experienced such a thing. Yeah. But uh, I think God likes to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Yeah. And so Jerry and I, in our backgrounds, we're as ordinary as we can possibly be. Yeah. I'm a farm kid from Illinois. Jerry comes from a really messed up background, and we're just ordinary. He's a swamp boy. He's a swamp boy. Swamp boy. <laughs> but a scripture that always comes to my mind is the, in Luke, it says, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Amen. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's ours for the asking. The gifts are ours for the asking and pursuing and that type of thing. Amen. And I, I want to kind of shift gears here with with both of you. <clears throat> the church is full of a lot of people who, who have a knowledge of salvation, right? They've invited Jesus into their heart, <clears throat> but they're still in bondage. They've, and I see this all the time. I know you guys have pastored, you know, 30 plus years. We got, we got 60 years of ministry just between the two of you here. A lot of experience. And, and how many times do we see people come to church? Uh, they, can, they look good on the outside. They got the veneer. They know that they're saved and they're supposed to be acting in certain ways. But there's incredible bondage that's still involved in people's lives. Yes. And, and talk about that, because, Joe, you've written a book here, and I want to highlight this. It's called Battle for Your Life, so, uh, Defeating the Schemes of the Enemy. This is a powerful book on how to walk people through the steps of, uh, of really getting them free so that they can become the, the men sure. and women God's called them to be. So talk a little bit about that and, and, the, and the role that the Holy Spirit plays in really helping us to be the people God intends for us to be. Well, you need to understand that when somebody gets saved or born again, the part of them, John 3, you have to be born of the Spirit. And so the part of them that gets born again is their spirit. Their soul is still not sanctified. And so your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. And so getting your mind renewed so that the Holy, so that the Scripture can get rid of all those old records, all the old messaging that you've been told all your life, you'll never amount to anything, you're a failure, all this old messaging, you have to get rid of all of that stuff. One of my favorite verses, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, 24 says, I would that you'd become whole body, soul, and spirit at the coming of the Lord. And he who yep. began that good work in you is going to complete it. So you need to recognize that salvation is the beginning step, but sanctification is the ongoing process of getting the old out of our life and getting renewed by the Holy Spirit. Yep. And so the work that God's going to keep doing in your life over all of the years is sanctifying you. And he's going to work on every single area of your life so he can get to them all, so that we don't have any strongholds. This book is based upon Ephesians 6, which says, Be strong in the Lord, the strength of his might. Put on the armor of God that you might stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. And so a scheme is a hidden plan for someone's destruction. It can be relational, it can be emotional, it can be spiritual, it can be mental, it can be operating in all of those areas. Yeah. And so what we do is we try to take people through a process, like you do with your encounters, yep. to help people discover they can actually be not just saved, but set free from all that yeah. stuff. And, and I found, you know, people get discouraged. Like they, yeah. they they go to an altar, they get prayer, they ask Christ into their heart. Again, their spirit's born again. They belong to the Lord. Right. But then now they go back and they've, maybe they've had years of pornography addiction or maybe yes. they've had open doors because of sexual sin or drugs or alcohol. Yes. These are all open door, unforgiveness, bitterness, sexual abuse. I mean, the list goes on and on. And they've ne they've never go to those roots. They never allow the Holy Spirit to bring freedom. And so they try. I've heard this before. They try to be a Christian, but they right. get frustrated. And, and yes. then eventually they go, this didn't work for me. They just fall away. They fall away because they never got to the root. Right. You know, you came from alcohol, 
uh, addiction, really, mm-hmm. uh, rough background. Uh, but the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. How did how all that work out in your life, you know, as far as uh, getting, you know, to where you could come from an addicted, uh, carnal, selfish, you know, uh, uh, man who was hooked on alcohol to somebody who's pastoring people and leading them into, into freedom? Well, uh, first of all, as I became a Christian, the love of God just overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. And I, I had never experienced that kind of love and that kind of acceptance, not based on anything that I had done or not done. It was just based on the fact that I had now come into contact with and had begun a relationship with a God that loved me unconditionally, permanently and always, and always had loved yeah. me. And and as I realized that and experienced it, that, that began to, to to set me free, you know. Some many times the the lack of real love and the lack of mm-hmm. that type of love being expressed and and being communicated in in, in mannerisms, etc., that can cause us to be hung up. And I began to get free just in that experience. I like and to it, say, love to life. I, you know, the the Lord just has a way of loving us into into more, wooing us into more. And and it began to you know as I experienced His love. It, the walls that I had erected for self-preservation, mm-hmm. not letting anybody get close to me and nobody was going to hurt me again like that, those walls, be- they, they began to come down and a lot of fears and things that had troubled me began to disappear. And uh, after I became a Christian, I-, I wasn't getting drunk anymore. I was still drinking. And uh, as uh, I was at a barbecue one day and the Spirit of God fell on me, and, and the Lord began to speak to me, and he said, This day, son, I deliver you from the bondage of alcohol. You will never, ever again drink another drop. I was drinking a beer at the time. That cold beer became like a hot coal in my hand, and I dropped it instantly. And by his grace, now almost 45 years, I haven't had a drop to drink. Been free. So you had the initial encounter of salvation, rocked you. Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. But that was just the beginning of a journey where God took you deeper and started breaking the chains off of your life uh, as your heart was towards him and as you were pursuing him. Uh, And that's just partnering with the Holy Spirit. And just letting God uh, love on on you Mm -hmm. will really set you free. And part of my experience was as I experienced the love of God, I would sit for hours and, and, and he would visit me, waves and waves and waves of glory and of his love. Mm-hmm. And it was healing to me. It was deliverance, really, was, go, was going on in, in my life. And uh, I'm just forever grateful. What people do without the Lord and the yeah. presence of God, I don't know how they make it. It really is a greater affection. You know, as our love and passion for, for the Lord increases, our love for those other things just starts to get smaller. I'll tell you, uh, last night, I must have had 10 or 12 people who all had the same issue going on. The issue was they knew that God had forgiven them, but they don't forgive themselves. Mm, And so they know they're forgiven by God, but they keep beating themselves up, living under condemnation, even though Romans 8 says there is no more condemnation. Uh, One of my favorite scriptures is Colossians 2, where he literally says he takes all the things that are hostile to us, Mm -hmm. nails them to the cross, and in doing so, triumphs over those things. 
And so people have to learn that when you really receive God's full pardon, go look in the mirror and say, because the Lord Jesus forgave you, I forgive you and release you and receive God's full pardon in my life. So I don't go on and walk in all of this shame and condemnation. People in our society have been so immoral in their backgrounds and all the stuff they've been involved in. And the number one fruit of that is shame. And so they get saved, they get born again, they want to be free, but they just those pictures from their past and all that stuff, shame, shame, shame. And so they've got to receive that full pardon and realize when God says, I throw it in the depths of the sea to never remember it again, you go to the Lord over the same issue for the 15th time, he's going, what sin? I forgave it the first time that you repented. So now you're talking about <clears throat> the renewing of the mind. You know, yes. you're saved, but you're dealing with this blanket of shame. Well, yes. how do you get the blanket off? Well, you gotta you gotta renew your mind. You gotta grow in the process. People of, have these old messages from yeah. all their life playing in their minds, right. and you've got to get the word of God in your mind. You've got to memorize. You've got to meditate. Uh, it's the only thing powerful enough to get rid of that junk. Amen. And you know the enemy's real. There are real demonic forces out there. Yeah that want to influence you. And Ron can be born again and his spirit can be saved, but if he's got a stronghold of immorality in his life, it may be a stronghold in one area. Right. I'm not possessing him, but I'm influencing him. Yeah, and so the way the yeah. enemy works in our life is by influencing us in the areas that we've had habitual struggle. And I, this is good you're bringing this up. I was talking with someone just this week about a, a situation where the spouse has been involved in, in, in deep sin for some time. And we were just saying, you know, you can't counsel demons out of people or, or yeah. you know, you need de- you need deliverance. Right. Uh, and sometimes in the church, we're good at, at talking to people, sharing Bible verses with people. And all, all that's good. All, all that has its place. But if you have a demonic stronghold, uh, that thing needs to be broken. And this, yes. again, is where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in. To uh, to break these strongholds, and we need, we need him. We need his power. I mean, we need James his four is pretty clear. Draw near to God; he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands; he forgives you. Resist the enemy, and he'll flee. Yeah. So the repentance has to be there. Drawing near to God has to be there, <clears throat> and then you can resist. But don't try to do these things on your own. You need help. Yeah. The scripture is pretty clear. Confess your faults to one another. Bear one another's burdens. You can't do this on your own. Yeah. And a lot of the spiritual warfare teaching in the Bible is foreign to folks who've not been kind of initiated in, in <laughs> what we're talking about. they never heard in their life. life. Yeah, they never heard it. They've never experienced it. That's why I really want to encourage you to read. Uh, I like to give good books to people. This is a great book. We use this in a lot of our ministries here. Uh, Joe's book called Battle for Your Life. Uh, again, Defeating the Schemes of the Enemy. You can get this book on Amazon. Uh, and uh, we encourage you to read and equip yourself with that. Also, Joe mentioned something really powerful. We've got encounters coming up um, at the end of this month. Our women's encounter is packed. It's already closed. We've got 100 ladies that have already registered for that. Our men's encounter is growing each Sunday. The guys tend to lag behind. We're a little slower. We need help. Uh, But I want to encourage everybody. This is a cross-centered event where we continually to go back to Jesus and what he accomplished for us on the cross. And we begin to to literally take uh, the ground that the enemy has tried to rob from us. And the goal of these weekends is just a fresh encounter of the love of Jesus. Jesus, like Pastor Jerry was talking about, a fresh encounter with the cross and, and uh, with what Jesus did to liberate us. 
uh, and the whole goal is just pressing into the freedom uh, that's ours in Christ. And so, uh, men, there's still opportunity for that. You can register uh, through our, our website or here at Living Stones on Sunday morning. Ladies, we're going to do another one. We'll, we'll probably be talking uh, uh, this week about when the next women's encounter will be. We'll get that on the calendar, so hang in there. But bottom line is, boy, let's just keep pursuing the Holy Spirit. Let's be open to His presence in our lives. Stay hungry, um, and I want to give you guys a chance to find a final word to anybody that might be watching here today. Jerry, I'll start with you. What's what's the final volley? Uh, fi final word is that if you will hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. Amen. And if you hungering and thirsting after God. The Lord says, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he's not going to give you a serpent or a stone, but he's going to give you the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's been my experience with God. If we ask desires and have desires and we ask him according to the word of God, that's what we get in our lives. So Amen. hungering and thirsting after the Lord and hungering and thirsting for more of the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives is a biblical prayer that will literally move heaven and change your life in a powerful way. Amen. Good word. Good word. How about you, Joe? Final word. Well, I think that um, John 14 says <clears throat> that the Father's going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to be our helper. And right after that, he says, I will not leave you as an orphan. And so you are not going to be left alone in your life. You have the Holy Spirit. He will help you through every situation. You have the body of Christ. We need each other. Yeah. Jerry and I talk to one another all the time. We strengthen each other, encourage one another, help one another. We still have things that we deal with in our lives. We certainly have not arrived. And so I want to encourage you. You're not an orphan. You're not abandoned. You have a father that's pursuing you, that wants to meet with you, love on you, care for you, and protect you. So welcome the Holy Spirit to be your helper. Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to exalt Jesus. He helps us understand the, all that Jesus accomplished for us. Jesus takes us and shows us what the Father's like. It's this beautiful uh, 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 trinity, holy trinity. They all give gifts. Isn't that interesting? They all give gifts. The Father gives gifts. The Son gives gifts. The Holy Spirit gives gifts. They're all generous. They're lovers. They, they want to uh, equip us not only to get free, but here's the beauty of this. Here's two men, three men, if you throw myself in the middle of you guys, three men who have all come out of brokenness, all been lost, all been selfish, all, all been, you know, maybe addicted to various things. Jesus sets us free, and here's the here's the full circle. He sets us free so that we can set other people free. Amen. And Amen. I, I just want to encourage you, you know, the goal of Christianity is not just to, so you could hang on and make it to heaven someday. <laughs> yeah. The goal is to really begin to be initiated and, 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 and setting other people free, and that's, that's, that's God's heart for you. So well, we want to pray for you right now, and I just want to thank you guys. What a, what a great investment. Uh, uh, of, of heaven in our people uh, for the last two days. And I just want to thank you both for uh, your time, for, for allowing yourselves to be used of the Lord. And, uh, and I know I get to hear the stories uh, in, the, in the weeks to come about all that God's done. So let's pray. Lord, thanks for these brothers. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost who comes and fills us and changes us. I pray right now for anybody who's listening to this podcast that maybe doesn't know Jesus. You know, you've heard the gospel today and the Lord wants to touch you and save you right now. If you'll call out to him and you'll repent of your sin and you'll say, Jesus, change me, he will change you right now. That is the power of the gospel. Some of you are hearing this and you're saying, man, I know there's more freedom. I'm not free yet. I want to encourage you, press into the Holy Spirit, get involved in a local church. If you're, if you're local here, or you're listening, you're part of Living Stones, 
keep pressing in and let us know, hey, I, I still need freedom. We've got a whole variety of ministries that are available to help you move in the freedom that's yours. And bottom line, we just invite you, Holy Spirit, right now to everybody who's listening. Fill us, anoint us, come and touch us, uh, reveal uh, who you are in our hearts in a deeper way, and most importantly, lead us to the Father so that we could experience the fullness of all that he has for us. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. So Lord, we thank you for your great love for us as a, as a great dad, and we ask you to equip us and release us into the fullness of our ministries and all that you want to do in us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for watching the podcast today. I encourage you to like it and share it with other people and comment. We love to hear your comments. Or if you've got questions, that really helps us uh, with content for the future if we can help clarify some things that maybe you have questions about. So we love you. Have an amazing day. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you this week. Blessings. <laughs>